welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. Good morning, all. My name's Maya, and you may have seen me sitting with the XN kids over there some Sundays. I thought I would start off by sharing a couple of fun facts about me. So I just graduated year 12, and our results come out tomorrow, which is a bit scary. I love flowers and plants, although it's really hard to keep my indoor ones alive, but we don't talk about that. My favourite food is pizza because you can have both a savoury and a dessert. And when I find myself in trying situations, I tend to become a worry war and I'm always concerned about what's going to happen and always preparing for multiple different outcomes. An example of this was when I was 12 and the dance studio my sister and I attended had moved locations. Due to parents' working schedules, my nano had to take my sister and I to her class. I'd be given strict instructions on how to find the place and was very confident in my abilities as I was a girl guide. So we hopped in the car and drove off. Once arrived at the alleged new location, the three of us found nothing there that resembled a dance studio, so we hopped in the car and did a lap of the block. After about the third circling, I was beginning to panic. We hadn't found anything that resembled the dance studio, we couldn't find it, and my sister's class had already started, so, you know, time management wasn't the best there. At the very least, I was not content in the chaos. Luckily for me, my nanal was and reminded me all I had to do was just call my mum. So after the phone call, we ended up finding the place, but turns out the dance practice for that day was actually in a completely different location all along due to continuing renovations. So our celebrations turned quickly into panic mode once again. Now, did my sister make it to her dance class? Well, you'll be pleased to know she did, even if it was after the first 20 minutes, but that's okay, it doesn't matter. However, this experience taught me I didn't need to worry because what I thought was best for myself turned out to be a dead end and it was only by asking that I was able to find what I was looking for. Philippians 4 verse 6 states, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. I read this verse at the beginning of term 3 of year 12 this year, knowing a stressful and uncertain time was approaching, And it provided me with a sense of contentment, reminding me of one of the simplest things God calls us to do, which is pray. I think sometimes we may forget that it is okay to ask God about situations we are worried about. No problem is too small or insignificant. And the crazy thing is, God already knows what's on our minds and hearts. He knows what we think is best for us, and he also knows what is best for us. So when we become anxious, who better to ask than God, who is all-knowing and loves us? In every situation, pray, talk to him, present your requests to him. It doesn't have to be the grandest proclamation. It can be as refined as talking to a friend. God encourages us to have a relationship with him and a vital aspect of any relationship is communication. No problem is silly or unimportant. If it is worrying you, pray about it. When praying about our worries, we also need to remember how great our God is and present our thanksgivings like Philippians 4 verse 6 states. The simple word encourages us to reflect on the good in our lives, which enhances our ability to think positively about all situations and change in mindset leading to a changed perspective. This is how we can be content in the chaos. I've mentioned this phrase content in the chaos a couple of times so far as this is the theme I felt led to focus on. Many of us have experienced chaotic times in our lives, moments on uncertainty shrouded in worry or doubt. 
Sometimes it's easier to allow those feelings to consume our thoughts, preventing us from seeing who we have on our side. And now talking to God can provide us with a small piece of solace, allowing us to take a moment to breathe again. Another verse acknowledging the power of God over our worries is one of my favourites, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not carrying our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. In my English literature class this year, my wonderful English teacher encouraged us to seek out the symbolism in everything we read. And when I say everything, I mean we were comparing milk to new beginnings. There was there's more that that came from, honestly. After reflecting on this verse, I began to ponder what mere human weapons Paul could be referring to. Imagine fighting a battle with a foam sword, like one a kid would have at their pirate-themed birthday party. It is flimsy and easily breakable. This sword represents our weaponry if we go into a fight trying to solve a problem without God. Rather, through prayer, we yield the mightier sword of God and also have his armour of protection. Knowing that we aren't walking through life with a foam sword, but rather have the strength of God in our side can provide us with more reasons to be content in the craziness of our lives. Nothing is stronger than God. During my recent year 12 exams, I tried to implement this way of thinking to prevent myself from freaking out too much. I would pray continually over each exam and knew God had me. While Philippians 4 verse 6 states, do not be anxious, it is important to note it does not mean don't care. Rather, do not let those worries and emotions consume you when there is an opportunity to present your concerns to God and lay your anxieties on him. I was still nervous for my exams, of course, nerves being a natural response to how much I cared about them. However, I was able to acknowledge how I felt over the situation, then name and pray over those emotions. Walking out of that exam room, I knew I had done my best and that was all that mattered. I had God's sword and could be content in the chaos of that chapter of my education ending. Since that day looking for the dance studio, I've been actively getting better at remaining calm and content when things don't go my way. But when I do slip up and try to search in my weaponry for my sword made of foam, I remind myself that I have God's sword in his ear. He has shown me time and time again how unconditional his love is. I encourage you to pray and consider how can you be content in the chaos this week. And now welcome up Jamie. Good morning, everyone. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Jamie, occasionally called Flamingo Man because of my ex outfit at Excess each week, which um, there's a photo. Yeah. Um, but you'll be pleased to know, because this is an important occasion, I wore my formal Flamingo shirt today. <laughs> Normally, I'm sitting somewhere around here-ish on a Friday night, so being up here on a Sunday morning is a little out of my comfort zone. But... I'll try my best. So, when Matt approached me about speaking this morning, I was really honoured and then a little surprised because I have never really been great at speaking on my faith or faith in general. School devotions in the past have ended up being written the night before I'm meant to be presenting and they usually weren't the best. This came about in most cases due to the fact that I was caught up with schoolwork or socialising, or just something else held my attention. But I went home and talked about presenting here this morning after Matt approached me, and I prayed on it and decided to give it a go. So, I was thinking about what to share, and I thought back through my faith journey, 
and decided to share one of the most important moments in my journey with Christ. Back in year eight, I started coming to XS because my parents told me it was fun. (laughs) And because I went to Pilgrim, which meant half my class was coming. I enjoyed it a lot, and then when Easter camp rolled around, I was all for going. Definitely helped by the fact that everyone I knew was saying, it's amazing, go! Um, Where was I? I attempted to get Camp 001, which is the first person to sign up. They get to go first for all the meals and get a whole bunch of random goodies. And missed it by a minute. Well, less than a minute. Nevertheless, I rocked up to camp and looking, looking forward for, to the weekend. Friday was full of lots of fun things and I enjoyed myself. But Saturday is where I really want to focus this story. During Saturday, we did an activity called Tic Tac with God. Basically, everyone got a Tic Tac or a Mint, and we found somewhere to sit around campus. And then we sat there, prayed, just basically tried to talk to God and hear, his, hear what he was trying to say, until the Tic Tac or Mint was gone. During that time, I felt closer to God than I have ever felt before. At the time, I couldn't explain it, but after reading through Philippians 4, I think I worked it out. So Philippians 4, verse 4 to 7 says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Verse 7 there says it all. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. This chunk of time at Easter camp when I was just enjoying the presence of God was the first time I truly experienced the peace of God. Continuing the story, uh, Saturday night rolled around and it was the big night that everyone had built up. Everyone said, it's the best night. Everyone ends up crying, yada, 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 a lot more other cool stuff. And me being a tough year eight went, nah, it'll be fine. Anyway, we rock up to session and Jason, the person who was presenting on this particular camp, uh, uh, talks for a bit and then says something along the lines of, if you want prayer for your life, come down the front, find a leader and pray. I sat in my seat for a minute and was sitting there going, yeah, sure, yeah, okay, cool, mm-hmm. And then suddenly I was crying and walking down to the front to find a leader. I didn't know what was happening, but I found Jack Corbett, who's here somewhere. I don't know where he's sitting. There he is. Found Jack Corbett and Matt Shefferman from my small group. And Jack prayed for both of us. And in that moment, I experienced God's peace once again. It was like a huge weight just coming off my shoulders. I was free from everything in the past and could finally just be at peace. The peace of God is what we should be looking for every day. We should be taking the moments when we can and making room for them when we can't. Just to sit and pray and look for the calm peace of God in our busy lives. Now, as a teenager going into year 12 next year, six weeks until then and I am terrified for it, I am not the best at this. I get distracted by school and friends and work, but... Everyone has stuff coming up. Whether it's a busy period at work or something with friends and family, we all live busy lives. But 
I'm trying to improve and we all should be trying to improve so that we can get better with walking with God through life. Because we don't want God's peace to be a once a week thing or even a once a day thing. We want God's peace to be an every moment thing. And his peace is found in his presence and his presence alone. So in order to experience his peace to the fullest extent, we must seek out his presence in everything we do. So to finish up, I would like to ask you guys a question. How can you seek out God's presence and therefore his peace in your, the next week or the next couple days? Thank you. I'd now like to invite up Sarah Gomez. Hello everyone, I'm Sarah Gomez and I have just finished year nine. I love to bake, play music, read and you may have seen me helping out with the kids or getting to worship on band. Now I have some friends over here, they are our pet budgies and you might be able to see them on the screen and the yellow one is Kim and the blue one is Brett and I had originally planned for them to be on my shoulder. But when we practiced this, they flew off and were hanging off my earrings and we decided it was a bit distracting, so we have them here instead. Um, Today I wanted to talk about God's beautiful creation of nature and the lessons we can learn from it. And to start off, I want to test your brains about the creation story seen in Genesis and I have a little prop to help us. So everyone, what did God create on the first day? Yeah, day and night. Yep, good job. There we go. And what did he create on the second day? Anyone? Yes, good job. Water in the skies. And then what about on the third day? Yes, good job, Lynn. And on the fourth day? Can see? Yep, sun, the moon, the stars. Getting there. And on the fifth day? On the seeds, yeah, the sea fishes and birds. On the sixth day, yeah, humans and those animals. And on the last day, he rested. Good job. Now, you may be wondering, Sarah, how can we learn lessons from nature? And I would love to start off with a little story. I am one of four kids and I'm child number three. And we are all pretty early risers. Um, so it was my little brother Ben's birthday a few weeks ago, and he is the worst out of all of us. And so despite our negotiating the night before for 6.45, he came down the hallway singing at the top of his lungs, it's my birthday today, I'm older than yesterday, none of my friends are coming over to play, but we'll all sing happy birthday to me. At, you would not believe, 6am. Yeah, so um, we were all a bit annoyed. <laughs> In fact, I actually cried. <laughs> so, um, but I decided that while I was up, I was just going to do my saxophone practice, just as you do. So I went, I went to open the door to go outside. Luckily, our neighbours are quite far away. And Banjo, our dog, woke up and came up to me with his tail wagging and with the cutest I love you face. It's funny how he didn't get annoyed or cried. 
when I wake him up, isn't it? Um, We can learn so much from nature. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, it says, God saw all that he had made and it was very good. Notice how it says very good. Not all right, but also not perfect. God is perfect. He makes no mistakes and plans everything. Nothing surprises him. But he doesn't want to put pressure on us to be perfect. You don't have to get all A pluses. You don't have to change your personality or your looks because God made us in his image. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 27, it says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he, male and female, he created them. <laughs> Nature also tells us that God is consistent. Look at this photo of a beautiful sunset in Adelaide. God's beautiful paintings are on our doorstep every morning and every night. There is always a sunrise and there is always a sunset. God is consistent. He will never fail. God provides for nature. In Matthew 6 verse 26, it says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? It talks about how God provides for the birds and he will provide for us. And it even says that we are more valuable than them. Think about God's creation of natural food. He made fruits, vegetables, meat, dairy, eggs, nuts, full of all the nutrients we could ever need. We don't need anything artificial if we just eat what God perfectly provides. In fact, on a two-week camp that my school does, that I just went on, we had a nature walk with an Indigenous man. And he showed us that uh, the plant pig face can help wounds and mozzie bites, which is amazing. It's so cool. Um, God provides all the time for absolutely all our needs, like Adam and Eve. Following from that, God provides peace in the midst of a storm. In fact, in Luke 8, verse 24, Jesus literally calmed the wind and the raging waves, and they ceased, and there was a calm. God can be in charge of our lives if we let him. Even Jesus took 40 days in the desert to isolate himself and become calm. We can do the same, though perhaps not 40 days in the desert. Take time to be calm and take a break, preferably in nature. It has been scientifically proven, in fact, that just by being in or looking at nature reduces fear, stress and anger and increases happiness. It also contributes to your physical well-being, uh, reducing heart rate, blood pressure, muscle tension and stopping the production of stress hormones. God has given us the space and resources to be perfectly at peace. Finally, I want to bring you back to the start when I talked about how God created the world. There's this crazy thing that on the seventh day, God rested. Youth, we tend to fill our Sabbath with socialising, schoolwork, or sometimes binge watching our favourite show. Parents, you are usually looking after your kids, doing the housework, maybe getting ready for work tomorrow, cooking, and etc. Everyone else, you're flat out cramming everything in as well. But the first thing God did after he made everything was rest. We all need time to relax and recharge. In fact, we crave rest and God showed us how. Do nothing on the Sabbath. Well, besides come to church, of course. Spend quality time with family. Read a book. Do a jigsaw puzzle. Lie down. Go for a swim or a walk. Go outside in nature or play with your pets. Try to not have any distractions like technology. Now, I know we all have massive weeks, and I am honestly the worst person to be telling you this because I don't rest much myself. But maybe in 2023, instead of going shopping or doing the jobs, we can spend our Sabbath with God in his wonderful, marvellous nature. 
As many of us are leading into the summer holidays and Christmas, I encourage you to think about how you can find rest this week. We all need a rest from a very big year. If rest is good enough for God, it's good enough for us. Um, I'd like to do something a bit different. So while I pray, instead of bowing your heads and closing your eyes, can you please look up the screen for some beautiful pictures of Adelaide, which is right at our back door and so easy to find in his beautiful nature. Dear Jesus, we thank you so much for your beautiful creation of nature and all you do for us. And we thank you, God, for all the amazing things that nature does and how it can help us so much. And please help us to open our eyes and ears to what you're trying to tell us through nature. We thank you for all our blessings and pray for people that aren't as fortunate as us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.